everybody, welcome back to another episode of Millennium Live. I'm Connor Tui, and I've got a great episode coming at you today. We're with a great company called CSG. By channeling the power of all, we're making ordinary customer and employee experiences extraordinary. I'm very happy to be joined today by Mark Smith. He is the VP of Digital Engagement Solutions at CSG. And uh, Mark, thanks for joining us today. Uh, it's a great to be here, Connor. Thanks for having me. Of course. So we're talking again about all things customer experience, customer journey, loyalty, and all those amazing buzz buzzwords that we all hear yeah. these days. So yeah. let's just jump right in. So customer experience is the common goal. That's sort of somewhat of a catch-all term when it, when you think of you know all the ways in which you could really improve customer experience. So my first question to Mark is how should teams come together to delineate what they should do from what they could do? Customer experience has become this hottest of topics for organizations. Um, you know, the, the incredibly connected world we now live in. Um, all customers of almost every organization have got access to so much information on what the company does and what other companies are doing um, and have become spoiled by a handful of great businesses that deliver super easy, super convenient, uh, super helpful service and products. And we all expect that from everybody. Right? And so all of a sudden, the, re the number one reason that consumers choose where to go, where to shop, where to buy, um, is, is, is it a great experience? Is it easy? Um, is it convenient? Uh, do I like it? Do I like doing business with these people? Are they nice to me? Do they know who I am even? Right. And so it, it's absolutely the number one topic. And so as businesses think about, you know, what could we do and what should we do? The, the what should we do is, is, is listen to and respond to customers and build things, build experiences that are centered around the customer, um, not just centered around how you as a business think you might make money. Because the one way, best way to make money is to have happy customers who buy lots of things from you, right? Um, and sure, there's nuances in there and there's always ways of doing things more efficiently uh, and say, saving some money. But the, the real, what should you do? Um, it is you should focus on the customer and understand what they're really trying to get done in their lives and how they'd like to do business and build your organization. And, and it, you mentioned multiple teams. It's a very key part of this is getting lots of teams to work together to provide an intelligent, connected experience for the customer. Well, you mentioned some great points there. And I'm just getting this vibe that the customer is always right. So we should listen to right. them. And, uh, you know, taking your advice about the teams and what we know about the customer, do you have any tips for how to efficiently extrapolate and execute on those actionable insights that you gather in real time? Yeah. Yeah, well, you need a product called Exponent from CSG. That's a blatant plug. <laughs> but yeah, you, the, you need to be able to react in real time. That's a key thing. Um, now, to do that, you first of all need to, to be listening. You need to be able to actually see what the customer's doing in real time. Right? 
Um, so you need to have your kind of hooks into various channels and various systems. So you're, you're aware of what's happening and you're aware of where the customer is on their journey so that as they do something important, you've got the opportunity to, to react to that. So listening and seeing what the customer's doing is step one. You then have to be able to make in real time a, a, the right decision about, well, so what should I do, right? And sometimes what you should do is respond and give, give new information to that customer, give them some help, give them a nudge, give them some advice, uh, give them what they're looking for, ideally, right? Uh, and if you can do that in real time, these days, that is absolutely critical for so many applications because if you, you miss the opportunity, you've got one chance with this customer, they're on your website or they're talking to an agent on the phone, they're in a, in a store talking to a, uh, an agent there, you've got this one opportunity to get it right and win their business. You have to, you have to be set up to be able to take it and act, act in real time based on some smart intelligence. Now, although real time's critical like that, you can overdo it. It's not, it's not would, you know, would never recommend that everything happens in real time. Um, and that's a real magic of, of understanding a, the overall experience of a customer and where they are in their, in their journey. And the fact that for many customers, there's lots of journeys all running at the same time and kind of interacting. And so you may have a customer on the phone, but the reason they're on the phone is they're on a, they're on a problem journey. They've got a complaint. They've got, some big issue that they're trying to get solved. And whilst you may know they're a perfect target for your brand new product uh, and they'd love to buy it, you shouldn't go offering it to them today because today they're trying to fix a problem uh, and they've got a complaint running. And so you could interact with them in real time in that mode, but it's wise not to. Similarly, you know, being too quick to respond on, online when a customer ex, you know, reveals something about themselves Customers can get put off by that and feel like it's yeah. a bit creepy, a bit spooky. And so, again, you just have to be kind of subtle and intelligent about doing the right thing at the right time. And so our, our whole sort of approach to this is you've got to see whatever's going on, think about it, how you make a smart, intelligent decision based off all the data you've got and an understanding of where the customer is on their journey. And then the ability to react and act in real time when it's the right thing to do uh, and you know, that, that kind of approach and being able to do it in real time is incredibly important these days. Mm. Well said. And I mean, timing is everything. Yeah. And uh, speaking of the customer journeys, where the customer is at, how can or how does the employee experience fit into all this yeah. in terms of the customer journey? Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's funny. The For the last couple of years, we've seen all of our customers um, you know, regard customer experience as the number one kind of boardroom issue or the number one competitive issue for them as an organization. But it's remarkable how this year that's been almost flipped in some organizations. They're now employee experience is suddenly number one as the, you know, as all the stress and strain on the labor market um, has hit so many organizations. They've sort of realized, hey, you know what? Um, the, our employees are just as important uh, as our customers and maybe sometimes more important we've we've got to take care of what's happening to them on their their journey as an employee of the organization now what's really powerful is the fact that often the employee journey connects with the customer journey so especially for for 
staff that are in a service role. Um, the journey that they're on touches with the journey that the customer's on at, at key, key points in time. And the, all the smart intelligence that's been built in so many companies to, to digitally help customers and to give the right offer to the customer when they're on the website in real time and all the stuff we were just talking about. That same intelligence can be used to help the employee feeding that same insight through to an agent who's dealing live with a customer and giving them that guidance can help them help the customer better, help them get the right message to the customer. And the funny thing is that helps the customer, but it helps them do a better job. It helps them feel better about their job because they have a, that intelligence helps them to have a really pleasant call and a successful result with the customer instead of the customer getting angry because they don't seem to know what's going on. You don't, you know, I've got to give you my name and code number again. And I've got to, you know, all those things that frustrate customers and drive them crazy. Sure. Um, they make the employee's life difficult and hard and, and takes away from them enjoying their job. So the employee being smart and driven by the same smarts that people are building over on the digital channels is, is you know, it's like this double win. It's going to make the customer happy, but it really does make that employee happy too because their their work experience gets improved. Uh, you nailed it. Happy employees make happy customers yep. and it creates a better business model for sure. So is, is better customer experience all about saving money or does it, in, um, which I'm sure it does, uh, increase revenue? So... So it's a that's a really interesting question. So um, it absolutely can do both, and those are the real uh, the real success stories. Or when you've got that kind of um, a double win, um, and usually actually a triple win because it's a kind of win for the customer too. But yeah, so first and foremost, in this in this competitive world where customers make you know, make decisions where they go based on, on the experience. Getting the experience right is all about making more money for the business. It's all about winning more customers and having them buy more, having them stay longer, be more loyal, refer their friends. That's all a, a machine generating increased revenues um, for the business. Um, what's really interesting is doing that these days for so many customers, if you can do that quicker, uh, and more automatically, that makes those customers happy. And that's that's going to be cheaper for the organization. You know, so many customers. Now, some, some customers love talking on the phone, right? And, you know, for some customers, that's, that's an important interaction in their day. And they actually like talking to, to, um, uh, talking to an agent at a business and would only do business that way. Actually, the majority for most organizations, the majority of their customers would nowadays like to do things automatically. And that can be such a cost-saving opportunity for a typical organization to take away what would have been a phone call and turn it into a text message exchange, turn it into a web interaction. That Those can save millions of dollars a year. And we, we do this kind of stuff all the time, Connor, where by helping move communications over to interactive messaging and, and web and app channels. Um, we're seeing inbound call rates drop 20, 30, 
into the organization because the customer's satisfied by the info they're getting automatically. And so that there really are great opportunities to save money as well as make money by getting the, the customer experience right. And what's important is you've got to do the right thing for the right customer. That's what's interesting. It's not just a broad, it's not like everybody on the phone or everybody's going to get an email or everybody's going to get a text message. It's all about this identification of which customers need what and deploying the right way for the different customer, make it personalized. Yeah, not one size fits all type of deal yeah. here. So, and and speaking of of the customer journey again, um, you know the big the big guys have this down. Uh, they know what to do, how to message, and in your in your expertise here, how would you advise more of a mid sized enterprise sure. to get their customer to get started with their customer journeys? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, uh, you're, you're absolutely right. It's, you know, it's the big guys. Most of our customers over the last 10 years have been those really large organizations that sort of, you know, leading edge brands who are tr trying new stuff all the time and are kind of innovative. That's good news for the, for the mid-sized enterprises um, because they can now benefit from the, the kind of trailblazing that the, that the big guys done. And in fact, our new, we just got a big product launch um October and it's all about packaging up those best practices that we've kind of learned over the 10 years with the big guys nice. packaging them up as pre-built starter packs to help more mid-tier organizations I mean it's helpful for the big guys as well but for other big guys but um you know in particular that mid-market which is which is the big growth area right now as, as more and more organizations realize they've just got to be doing this customer experience thing. There are now, um, you know, solutions like ours where their know-how is actually packaged up into a pre-built set of templates that says, if you're doing customer onboarding, customer acquisition, customer retention, of upsell, cross-sell, customer service, whatever the, the application can be, here's a pre-configured journey that's going to make it a better experience for that customer embedding real-time elements, um, covering multiple channels. And so that, you know, those mid mid-sized organizations need to be looking for the, the best practice, not just the technology platform, but best practices to sit on top of it that can actually help them get going quickly. Hmm. That's interesting. And, and what would you say? I mean, focusing on the client, uh, experience the customer experience the employee experience and what have you i mean this is this is profitable for everyone so what's actually the biggest barrier that you've seen in, mm. to the success in a customer experience initiative yeah. yeah um so there's often a there's often an organizational um barrier that that hampers lots of lots of firms that um, they, they've grown up um, siloed by channel and by product. Um, they find it difficult to take the customer view, a true customer view, because that, it, that, that requires you to see everything, not just your bit of the business. And so one key step is to, to become truly customer-centric and sort of 
cover the whole business and all aspects of, of communication with a with a customer. And so once once a brand, and lots of brands are now getting over that hump and they're installing chief customer officers, chief experience officers who who do see the big picture um, with the customer. Their challenge is typically then, how do I really get started? This this is a whole new aspect. Connecting our channels is new. Going real time is new. Thinking customer centric is new. There's probably a hundred different things I could start to improve for the customer. Which one? Did, which one do I start with? Right. Um, and so, the you know what we recommend for for our clients is they they go through quite a um, systematic process of first of all a, a a model of their maturity. So figure out where you are. If you if you you want to plan where to go, you got to know where you're starting from. And so, what's your technological, um, operational, and uh, organizational kind of maturity? Sort of sets a bar for what's possible short term, because you can't kind of boil the ocean if you're right at the beginning. Mm. Then we have a set of ROI tools to help understand well from the top ten journeys you could implement, how much money, how much return are you going to get from each of those, and you know just the organization needs to plug in some of their key data about size and capability and volumes and so on, but these the ROI model then then kind of can list down what money can I make by taking these particular steps in in terms of improving customer experience these particular journeys and that allows a clear prioritization um, and then take the take the top of the list with the one that's going to be easiest to do make the most money um, and we've now got a library of those those package journeys ready built so that you can kind of get started and that going through a kind of very systematic logical process like that um, is hugely helpful to to get people started rather than you know a blank piece of paper and say well we can build any journey we want what which one should we build uh, you're going to have 100 people in the organization each with their own idea of of what that should be and so that that is so often a, a stumbling block that we see um, with the folks we're talking to, prospects and clients. Um, it's this, where do I really start and how do I get going um, and not kind of just get lost in, in a whole new world that you don't really understand. Yeah. That's, that's our kind of advice and our methodology to help people. Yeah, that's great. I mean, we've, so now we've covered that sort of organizational maturity question. You know, what do you believe is the number one skill or let's say talent gap that organizations have which prevents them from implementing these journeys. Wow. So the, you know, it's an it's it's a number and data's game, data game. Yeah. And probably that's that's the big uh, talent gap that that we see, and and we're often called in to help with you using our, our professional services team. Is you know you got to it becomes a world of logically thinking through. What are all the different things that might happen in this situation? And how do I want to respond to each of them? Um, you know, historically, customer communication and marketing approaches to customers have been a very pre-planned activity, um, pre-sized. And you know, I'm going to send out 1 million emails. I'm going to get 1,000 responses. Uh, and then I'm going to send another million emails. You know, very sort of predetermined. The new world of 
customer experience and customer journeys, who knows what's going to happen because it's down to the customer. They're going to arrive on the website and they maybe do this, they maybe do that. And so logically thinking through those options and building, building rule logic and analytic models that kind of handle that is a key part of getting the automation right um, and having a solution that does the right thing in real time, which is now this important thing. And that's, so it's a whole different world for a lot of organizations. And so they need logical thinkers, business analysts, uh, analytic skills um, to be to come into the CX department and start having this kind of number and data-driven view of better management of the customer. And that's that's probably the main area we see them needing those skills. Mm. So you kind of referenced this, which I want to dive into even more regarding the customer data. But so not only really does customer data look different based on a certain team's data set, but you mentioned this, you term this earlier, but it's siloed across an organization and mm -hmm. different systems. So, you know, yeah. what's the best way to centralize enterprise data to get more of a holistic or sorted yeah. view of everything? Yeah. Yeah. So, so the key is actually about linking it more than centralizing it. Organizations don't need to copy all of their data into one big database in the middle of everything um, to use it. Uh, th there are certainly benefits from collecting some of that data and, uh, and aligning it. Um, but typically for what we recommend is that um, it's kind of a hybrid model where lots of the data gets left where it is, but you just have to be able to link it from that place to other activity of the customer because you don't want to duplicate it you don't want a central copy that's out of sync with a copy on the website you want you want the most up-to-date data supporting the channels and then you need your customer experience kind of brain that decides what to do with customers to be able to access that data and and know that this customer on the website over here is the same person as in our email system here and it's the same person in our product file here and so it's really building up a database of links between those systems more than a big new copy of all the data. Um, and that is, we've seen a lot of organizations fail on those, you know, big data warehousing, big new database project. Those things are never, they're never complete. There's always something, by the time you've built it, something's changed, something new has come in and you've got to change it all again. And so um, our approach is to be um, a lot more flexible and kind of agnostic and, link to as many systems as, as we can and use the live data that sits in those individual systems so you know you're always up to date and that that's critical for doing the right thing in real time. Yeah, I mean, I'm, it's fascinating talking to you, Mark, and I'm learning a lot and I'm sure the audience will as well. And you've given a lot of time to me today and I have a couple more, a couple more questions to ask cool. you. Delighted. <laughs> and building off that last one there, how important do you think executing journeys in real time is for the loyalty that's driving emotions behind certain brands? Critical, absolutely critical. The, in the, you know, the modern world, we, we all expect to be able to get immediate answers to, to our questions and to get immediate help 
we've got spoiled by you know the the smartphone uh, and the internet that gives us this immediate access immediate satisfaction and so the companies that can do that and can do it in a smart way so you know it, it, it's not just you get an immediate answer, but it's the right answer and it's tailored for you, personalized for you. Um, those, those companies get incredible loyalty from their customers. And we see that all the time. The, the, the real leaders in this market who, who deliver that fantastic service, everybody sticks with them. So this is a, a huge driver of loyalty. I always want to leave the podcast episode talking about the future and how... CSG continues to fine tune and improve interactions and operations and in, in the customer experience journey. Where do you, you have, CSG has so much to offer. Where, yeah. where is this going? Where do you see this uh, CSG as a company in the next uh, two to five years, perhaps? Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, we are the, so the digital engagement part of CSG's uh, is already the kind of fastest growing part of the business. There's so much interest in, um, in these, this type of solution. You know, we, we're a business that's been doing customer management, customer communications for 40 years, but it's really stepped up this another gear once it's gone digital. And so we've got a, a really rich um, roadmap, uh, you know, going forward of, of further investment in this space. The last year, we've put huge investment into kind of hardening this stuff I was talking about earlier, the library of, library of pre-configured, pre-built journeys to help people get started quicker. Um, we've got a whole set of new analytic developments to help um, customers understand the value that they're getting and predict more of the future uh, in terms of the way customers will behave in the future and, and use analytics to drive uh, better and better uh, experiences. And then we've also, the other interesting thing about CSG is we have um, a long 20 plus year history in interactive communication. So we provide not only the intelligence, but we actually provide um, systems to do the interactive uh, communication with customers. Um, you know, real time text and voice and email communication. Um, and so we're doing a lot of work in fully embedding those into our experience engine. So that not only do we make the decision, but we also then execute on the communication itself as well. And so a lot of work going on in, in that area. So, the, so for our clients, there's a more complete and immediate delivery of a solution for them. This has been it's terrific. Uh, thank you so much, Mark, for sharing everything about CSG and you know, creating... And, and monetizing multiple services and leveraging that customer data and, and yeah. optimizing business. Uh, yeah. This is a, your wealth of knowledge. And thank you for joining the Millennium Live podcast. I, I really appreciate you coming on. I, well, I'm delighted to be here, Connor. Thanks very much for inviting me.